Hello, I am Zelda Volkov and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. Sara Ibke is a mom, wife, makeup and eyelash artist, UK native, and creative genius. Sara's unique and joyful outlook on life is enough to inspire anyone. You can find her incredible creative work as well as some of her personal life over at My Brush on Life on Instagram and, of course, today on this episode. We're thrilled to have her. Now, over to Zelda. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for joining the Oh My God podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I know we go, we go uh, such a long way back. Um, I was married to Sarah's brother-in-law uh, for seven years. I met Sarah on, you know, right before my wedding um, in New York. She flew out with the rest of their family. And, you know, we really, really developed a beautiful friendship and relationship that I really cherish. And it was interesting. Last night, I was actually looking through my uh, videos and pictures in like from my phone. A video came up that I didn't even watch in so long. Um, when I was in London, like a few weeks before we got, I got divorced. It was just like such a cute little video of us talking to each other about like, you know, I'm getting divorced. And it was just such a cute memory. And it was so timely. Um, oh my gosh, you have to send it. To me. I I have to send it. it. And it just reminded me how much I love you. Thank you for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. So, so I love you too very much. I have to just quickly put in there, like having it's it's knowing you from the beginning. I well, I got married two weeks before you. Right. And that's that, you know, and then I flew for your wedding and and then we spent Pesach together like two weeks later, and that was that. It was it was you really know? sisterhood. Um, it still is. So Sarah, who are you and what do you do and how did you get into it? So um, I'm from London. I've lived in my whole life. Now, currently, well, I'd say not currently because of COVID, but prior to this, um, I am a makeup artist and I do eyelash extensions. Um, and that's what I do work-wise. And I would say that for the past few years, I would say that my passion was there um, and I'll like why I would say was there still is there but um, who I am as a person I would say I'm a creative um, I am very passionate about my creativity and my art um, I'm very connected spiritually um, and then I would also say I'm a wife I'm a mother of three beautiful girls um, and yeah that's what I would say in a whole right you know talks about what I am Right. And there's a lot to unpack there because I know I know that for the listeners, uh, what's interesting, I mean, it's always interesting for me, um, is the fact that you were married really young, right? You grew yeah. up religious, you grew up Chabad, you got married really young. Um, I got married at 18. Got married at 18. And then you got, you had a, you had a baby, you had a yellow. Uh, yeah. 
I had, I got married at 18. I had Ayala at 19. And then I was divorced before I was 21. Why don't you tell us a little bit about being a single mom and then getting remarried? I think. Um, so I will say that um, if, if, I, if I was looking at myself as another person, I would take myself and I would say, Sarah, I am so proud of you. Like, honestly, I don't know at the time how I had the strength to go through what I went through. Um, as in like even getting divorced, you know, I'll say that my ex and I are amicable. You know, we, we've always co-parented my husband, my ex-husband um, and myself for Ayala. And I would say that it wasn't really about that, but just going through the divorce um, and at, as a 21 year old, at the time I would say, Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it with divorce, it wasn't as common to get divorced. Um, I would say, again, fortunately, unfortunately, in the school that my kids are in, there weren't really any um, divorced families in the school. Whereas now it's, it's, an, it's not common, but it's a normal thing. I mean, I would say even in my, in my shul where I am in London, we have three families that um, are remarried. And it's funny because all three of us women who remarried all had kids and all three husbands were never previously married. Wow. Now that's quite uncommon. And we have that in one shore wow. in Hendon where it's like very, which is also really comforting because it's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's normal, which is, which is great. And I would say that at the time it wasn't very normal. So to go through the stigma and, um, you know, and when I got divorced, I, I took off my wig straight away and I, would, I was, wasn't religious for a year. And I would say that, you know, people were like looking at me like, oh, she's rebelling, um, you know, different things like that, that I had to go through. Um, very hurtful things I would have to go through in the way that like I grew up in my community for 21 years. And um, I would say that when I got divorced, I remember one person in my community who called me up to see how I was and to hear my side of the story, um, because there's always, you know, people have to take sides. And it wasn't very um, sticky like that, I would say, but it really made me, um, it hurt me that when I realized that, you know, to this day, I'll always thank her for um, reaching out to me, but it was just like, oh, that, you know, I was part of this community and then suddenly, oh, you're not religious, you get divorced. It must've be everything to do with you because you've pulled off your wig and you're wearing jeans now. Um, and suddenly, you know, hush no talk about you that's it so I sort of like left that community um and I moved away to um another area which was about 15 minutes away um and it was very interesting for me because I was 21 years old you know and I would say that I had a great support system from my sisters I have two amazing sisters who are here to support me my other sister at the time being divorced with five kids um, as well so when I was getting divorced it was like not only am I getting divorced I also have a sister who's divorced so it's like gosh there's gonna be two kids in the family who are divorced what is everyone gonna say I say it with such sarcasm now because I'm like you know thank god I've really grown and out of the whole thing of like what are people gonna say um, it really does can rule your life and I and I say that and I so anyway so I I would say, and that's why I would say, I look at myself and say, Sarah, I'm so proud of you because even at that time where I hadn't had as much self-growth and self-awareness in certain aspects of my life that I have now, 
I look at myself then I'm like I can't believe you were so strong and that's why I would hug my 21 year old self and say I'm proud of you so I would say pardon that's amazing and that's so beautiful and it's so true because especially when we grow up in such an insulated preconditioned space it's so hard to be able to get out of that mold and for you not only to be able to get divorced but for you then to be able to um, go out and get remarried also still you were you were you were young you know um you're, you didn't you were divorced for for a short while right I got ma- remarried when I was 24 so I met um I met but knew Rafe um for well I knew him my whole life we grew up together we weren't friends I'm not going to say like we were best friends for our whole life but we knew of each other we grew up in the same community our families governed in the same shore so when I met him it wasn't like this you know I yeah he was new to me but I knew him um and I met yeah I was 23 so I would say that I I'm very grateful and very blessed and I have a lot of gratitude towards the fact that I didn't have to wait so long and he and and I really feel like we we are soulmates I actually got to have my soulmate and I would say that when I got divorced my first worry is no one's ever going to want me I have a kid you know and it's funny because I was listening to a, a podcast of yours the other day um, and you're talking about dating and you were saying how like it's like um, hi I'm Zaldi I have you know I'm divorced and I have three kids and I, I was laughing to myself because that was me it was like you know any if any person showed interest in me it was like I'm sorry and I have a kid right. you know <laughs> because right. it, but in my way it was like because you have to it's like there's no way you're going to accept me without my kid so it's like yes I'm sorry I have my kid do you accept us <laughs> you know um exactly and then and then it evolved into like once we accept that first of all once we accept who it is that we are with all of our stuff then we accept that you know now I got to a point where I'm like I am who I am. I am amazing. I have so much to give. I have so much to offer. I have three incredible children that are so special and that, you know, we are a gift to whoever comes into our life. And I think that that was the biggest shift when we do approach dating or really anything with that approach, it's so much easier to, it it becomes the best, the best filter, you know, filtering out toxicity. Well, I'll say, I'll say this, you know, like I was introduced, you know, not introducing, you know, exactly like that. Um, but I put up my fingers here, vertical commas, but I know you can't hear, you can't see me now. Um, but what I would say is when it came, when Rafe came on the scene, it was, it just happened organically. It didn't even happen that like, um, you know, it just, it, it happened organically. Um, we were speaking on Facebook. We ended up going out to a movie. After that, he asked me out. It wasn't like, oh, this guy is interested in me. I am, but I have a kid. And he, he knew I had a kid because, you know, of, of our families knowing each other um and I always remember you know obviously he got a lot of slack from lots of people for going out with me because you know he had just come back from um Sydney Australia after getting smicha and he off yeshiva and going on shlichas and he was you know and suddenly he's dating this girl who was like the divorced girl you know from from London um you know who and it was just very much he got a lot of we both got a lot of um we went through a lot of stuff, I would say, in the months of going out, which only made us stronger. But, you know, and we always said, like, if we went through a lot of stuff that we went through, then we can go through anything. And till this day, we, you know, please God, in January, we'll be married 12 years. And um, it will be 
sorry, not 12 years, we've been going out 12 years, 11 years will be our, our anniversary in January. And um, we still bring, you know, those times up. And when like, if we're going through stuff that like, we know we can get through anything because we went through a lot of stuff then. But I still remember to this day, a friend of his called him up and he was saying, um, and he was saying, you know, you know, but she has a kid and all of this. And I never forget hearing him say, he was like, he goes, I have it better than any of you. He's like, you get married. You have no idea what your wife's going to be like as a mother, you know, anything. He goes, I get to marry Sarah and I already know what she's going to be like as a mother because I see her mother. So I know that I want this woman who to be a mother to my children. I like, it's already there. He can see it. Wow. And I remember like hearing that and like, obviously like, you know, red hearts flying out of my eyes, you know, like, but really honestly, like deep in my soul, I really felt like, wow, because to hear him say that to his friend, you know, who's trying to put down all the things and for him to like see that and clarify that it just made everything like into perspective of what our relationship was. That's so beautiful. And that's, that's so true. That, that's incredible. That really is a gift. And it's it's so beautiful when it's meant to be you know it, it it happens just exactly the way it's meant to be um sarah what has been or is one of your bigger challenges that you are working through or that you overcame or you continue to overcome you know this podcast i started it um because i felt like everything that i was listening to and i listened to a lot of podcasts um are always, you know, people at their success, at their peak. They have so much to share. They have so much, but it's like, it feels so unattainable because it's like, yeah, even if they talk about their struggles and their whatever, but it's like, they're already, they're already there. They're already, you know, at the finish line. They're already at their peak performance or whatever. And I just always felt like it was a little discouraging, even though I find a lot of uh, wisdom there, obviously, but it was always a little discouraging. And so I created this podcast so that we could discuss and really delve in to our current challenges and um, tribulations, because I feel like when we're in that pit, when we're in that anxiety, when we're in that thing, it's not very sexy. Like nobody really talks about it because it makes us feel often, you know, weak or, you know, different. But I think that to me, that's really where I derive most of my um, inspiration from. So I would love if you could share something that's on your mind. Okay, well, at the moment, right now, um, I'm not through the other side. And I will say I am, I have been am suffering with um, post COVID symptoms, um, which um, I had COVID end of March, April, um, I had it, I'm not going to say terribly badly, I wasn't in hospital, it was pretty bad. Um, and it left me with symptoms um, first of all, for the first three months afterwards, till about April time, I'm talking about lethargic, like this, I had to have naps every day. I was out of breath when I would walk up to my bedroom, just dealing with like things like that and having the no taste and smell, which was very hard to deal with. But again, I, I talk about that as if it's nothing because after that developed something called parasomnia um, and anosomia, which is when you have distorted smells and tastes. Um, and it really took over my life. And I would say the most challenging thing for me was that I thought I was going through it alone. I thought I was going crazy. At the same time for me, suddenly I had no business, no work. I went from having like everyday full schedule with my lashes and interacting and seeing people and having conversation and I'm an outgoing person and being in a buzzing salon to that's gone, being an ill person, 
being someone who can't like do like I just I just came to a halt and I became like very um I would say low and depressed um I'm not going to say I am low and depressed now that is something that I have come through but I would say right now I'm dealing with with all the repercussions of of what I'm going through even now I'm in the ninth month of it and um again like I've had improvements in my smell um I'm quite outspoken about it now on my Instagram story um, because as I was going through it, I, this is what happened. I was going through it and I was really suffering alone, like really suffering. And then someone wrote about this on the BBC, which is like an English news channel, the BBC, you all know it, um, a little, little article, okay, about parasomnia. And from that, she wrote a link to a Facebook group and I, and I clicked and my husband actually forwarded me the article and I clicked on this Facebook group and I promise you it was like entering heaven because suddenly I had about at the time 3,000 people who were going through exactly what I was going through and I think that as much as when people go through things you can you know you can be apathetic and you can be you you can really try and you can feel for people and you really can care but sometimes you you I can't explain it. I couldn't explain what I was going through there was no way to describe it oh my smells are different I can't explain it like you go in the shower and you and you wash yourself with shower gel and the smell is so disgusting and distorted and not only that it's overpowering so you start getting a migraine while you're showering which is supposed to be your nice time of day where you can relax and you end up coming out with your head thumping. You can't stand in your bathroom because you're surrounded by the smell. And I end up in floods of tears. And then I'm going, walking downstairs, but someone's cooking something. So the smell is like, like burnt garlic and burnt coffee and mold, everything all mixed in. So I can't go there. And it's like all overtaking. And then, you know, I have a teenager spraying perfume and suddenly I can't breathe. So it really, it was very overwhelming for me. And I would, and, and I would say how I've got through that is my family have been the biggest support. Uh, they're all wearing for the day that they can wear perfume again. Um, you know, we've, we've adapted our household to, to my lifestyle. Like now, now we're in lockdown again. And for me, my house is my space because if I'm going out to a store, I don't know what smells I'm going to see. Walking past people, what perfumes are going to, you know, trigger my nose to make me feel like oh I'm frustrated but I would say that um I've really managed I went into this very low space and then I was like okay enough like my my business is not happening right now um I'm, I'm procrastinating I'm doing all these things um and I just needed something to to bring me out of this and lo and behold came you I've been following you on you know obviously I always follow you on Instagram and you know I've always been there your little um support at the back going like I love you Zaldi what you're doing is great Zaldi and I really was like okay I need something to really bring me out of this and was speaking to you anyway we you know I started the the six weeks course with you from where you are now to where you want to go and I really feel that I by taking myself from somewhere that was quite low and throwing myself into this positive course every week and I was dedicated three times a week you know I, I, I miss it I would say like I, I you know I'm still speaking to you but having that three times a week to focus and really learn about myself and that's why going back to the beginning where I say that I was looking back at Sarah 21 and saying that I wanted to hug her because I didn't know like she didn't know things that I know now I'm talking about learning all new things now new self-awareness new values 
um, you know, there's one thing that you've taught me that I really, I really um, implement in my life right now, which is like um, something that you taught us about soul versus ego. So I really have taken that to heart. Like, why am I doing things right now? Am I doing it for my soul? Am I doing it for my ego? You know, I've become, I've become very much like using this time now. I, as I say, creative. And in the beginning, I said, now I, I'm, you know, I was doing art and makeup and my passion was into that, but I've brought out my passions that I haven't done in a long time. I, I, I used to paint. I hadn't picked up a paintbrush in about 12 years. Wow. You know, suddenly COVID came along and I'll say that 2020 has been a, you know, the most terrible year and all of that. And lots of things have happened. On the other hand, it's also been the most, um, it's been a remarkable year for me, I would say. It's been the year that I've really learned to go inside myself and figure out who exactly I am because the day-to-day, everyday business stopped. I didn't have like, oh my God, the kids, supper, dinner, work, school, laundry, all of this. Suddenly it just came to a halt. My life all came to a halt. I went into like this mode of being ill, then being like depressed because of it. And then suddenly it was like, okay, black hole like there's nothing here and now like you know and there is that saying you know out of the darkness comes the shining light I'm not quoting it fully but um you know basically that's the concept of it and I really believe that I actually said to my husband um in the beginning of COVID before I got ill I was like I was like this is really gonna be how like World War II was for the world like it really like it was a catastrophe and on the other hand so many amazing things came out from it like intelligence like look and all in all aspects and science and, and all in all different aspects of the world so many things evolved from that right. and I was like so and I said to him COVID for us <laughs> because like you know my husband is is a photographer and you know and so he doesn't really do events so much but he's more in online and jewelry so commercial wise so for him thank god he was okay for me my business stopped you know that was it and I was like for me I'm gonna like something is gonna come out of this um but then it all went to like nothing and then my thoughts because I went through all of that and then I did a course which resurfaced all my thoughts resurfaced my my passion I would say um yeah that's incredible that's true first of all I'm so happy that the the six-week course um really you know accelerated your growth and you're able to advance and develop um your sense of self and your purpose and that's truly you know why I do it because it's so transformative and it was such an honor to have you. And I think that what's amazing here is that you really struggled so deeply with COVID and the, you know, the symptoms that you had as a result of it, um, that, you know, even nine months after you're still struggling with it. But what I'm really excited to, to share and to speak with the, with the, with our listeners Mm -hmm. is that you're taking, you know, you, you found this, amazing group that offered so much solace to you and you know you felt like you weren't alone um, and you were able to feel like other people are in your boat with this you know this major um, challenge that you were dealing with post-covid in this Facebook group and so I feel like it's amazing and such a great opportunity to share that you are starting your own podcast as a result of this I am this is I am it's um, I'm very excited about it um, this is the first time I'm mentioning it. The name of the pod- podcast is going to be My Brush on Life, which is my Instagram name. 
Um, but it's really my brush in life. I called it that because it was to my take on things in life. And because I use brushes for so many things that I do, I, you know, it just, it was just like a cute name that I thought up. And um, my brush in life podcast is going to be, well, listen, I miss it's It's going to be having conversation um, with lots of different people and their experiences in life. The first series is going to be on the pandemic and people's different experiences. I have um, amazing people lined up. I'm so excited. Um, you know, people who have been in hospital to people who haven't had COVID, but their lives have been completely disrupted. So just from all different angles, you know, from dealing with what I'm dealing with, there's there's people who have dealt with like I really have one percent compared to what a lot of people have dealt with um and again it's all relative to every person what they manage and what they can handle so I just want to I after speaking to so many people and being so open about it on my own Instagram um and having a lot of conversation with people I was like I just I just want to have conversation so yeah. that's a, that's what it's going to be about the first series anyway is going to be based on that that's amazing and um, our listeners should definitely um, check it out as soon as you launch it. I will definitely keep them posted on our Instagram page. Um, but to end off this brief and amazing podcast, what is something that you can leave our listeners with that can help them accelerate their growth from where they are right now to where they want to go? Um, something that has helped you, something small, something big, whatever whatever comes to mind. What, what, what do you think? Um, what I would say has really helped me is and I wouldn't, I would say it's finding inside myself my values, which again, you taught me. So, you know, maybe do your course, that would help. That would be my number one point. No, but I'm, um, and, but I would say find your values. Like for me, this pandemic has really changed everything for me, my values. I was, you know, I was looking actually today, last year, I was looking how, like I was in Paris with my family and it was so exciting. We went on a trip, you know, and it was great. And I'm looking like today, a year later, how we're here stuck in our house um it's my daughter's birthday today she said she's told me it's her best birthday she's ever had and I realized it's because you know last year I had to do a whole trip to make something exciting and here it's like I didn't we made it exciting but she felt it at home because I my one of my values for me is my family giving everything to my children um and in also choosing things that's helped me in the past few weeks. Like, do I want to do this? Or what do I want I want to do this? Like picking my family or picking this, picking my family or picking this. It's really helped me with that. So I would say find your values and find yourself something that you're passionate about, whatever it is, even if it's making soup. I don't know, you like making different soups? Do it, make loads of different soups. For me, my passion is my art. Um, and I've really gone back into it. Um, and and it's really, really helped me. If I, even if I tell myself, like, even I don't have time and I'm going to do five minutes or I'm just going to think about, think about it, what I'm going to do in my next piece of it or what I'm going to do in a next, you know, my next masterpiece, so to speak, like just even thinking about it helps me. I love that. I love that. And I think the values is really the foundation to everything, because especially if you grow up religious um, or if you grow up in a, in a home with strict values, we end up adopting other people's values and we don't extract our very own which gives us the passion when we live our life according to our own values we're really living a passionate life because they're ours yeah. you know so i love that i love that point and sarah thank you so much for sharing so openly and vulnerably and i am so excited for everybody to check you out and i'm excited to check out the my brush on life thank you 
Oh, wow. I can't believe I just revealed it. So it's good. There we go. It's out in the open. <laughs> amazing. I'm so excited. I love you, Sarah. Thank you so much. I love you too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.